Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Now let's get it started. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Bridge the Gap. That was my Matthew McConaughey impression. I thought I'd just give it a shot. All right, hello everyone. My name is Colton Cockrell. I'm a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Share McKinley Group. Try to spice it up this morning. I always say the exact same thing. We we're just talking about Matthew McConaughey before we got started, so I might as well have just thrown it out there. I guess, yeah, probably was a fail. But anyway, I want to introduce you to our awesome uh, hostess with the mostest today, Miss Trisha Stetzel. Colton, hey, I like your uh, Matthew McConaughey. I think it's pretty good. And our, our listeners can't see you, but the hat, it, it's really working for you. I'm just saying. Hey, everyone. Trisha Stetzel here, Results Extreme Business Solutions. I am super excited about our guest today, Miss Ginger Martin with One Stop Apparel. And let me tell you just a little bit about her before we bring her into the show. So beginning with her first job in high school, Ginger has had a strong work ethic. She possessed a competitive striving for she possessed a competitive striving for excellence in working fast food that was extended into other jobs throughout her life and created a strength to go above and beyond. And I love this. I pulled this off your website. I hope you don't mind. But when she was asked the question of what she thought represented the foundation of her business, founder Ginger Martin immediately had a picture in her mind a cobblestone wall. Like the wall, her business has been meticulously built over the course of 15 years on a foundation of passion for the industry and diligence to achieve excellent client care. Each stone represents a team member, a client, or a vendor. As can be said of the wall, every one of these pieces plays a role in the structural integrity of the business. Ginger, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm I'm very honored to be here. That is pretty cool. Cobblestone wall. I, I like that. That's definitely yeah. striving. So that sounds like you're pretty big on customer service, huh? Um, huge. There's customer service, I think, in any business really is key. Uh, with any business, you have um, a, a ton of competitors, right? So in our industry, I can't tell you how many probably thousands of companies uh, hundreds, even in just my own city, my own tri-state area that there are. So really my type of business doesn't make me unique. The products that I offer do not make me unique. Um, but what does make us unique is how we take care of our customers, um, the attitude or the mindset that what is their customer experience going to be? Because in my mind, um, your logo, your brand, it isn't just the colors of your logo or the design of your logo. Your brand is what people are going to say about you when you're not around. And so I read that somewhere a very long time ago, and that really stuck with me because it's true. Um, people, when, when they see your company name, when they see your logo, you want them to have that warm feeling. You want them to remember that they had a great experience. So you can promote your company as much as you want. You can, you know, be in the chamber, right? Just have your name there. Don't ever show up. 
But unless you actually have, you know, you take the time to really make sure that your people you're serving are taken care of. I mean, that will that will totally change the game. If you want to talk about getting referrals too, my gosh, if you provide a service, but a killer experience, I mean, they're going to be singing your praises, at least most of them. Um, So that's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're not perfect, of course. And I think that when you do make a mistake or your company has overlooked something or one of your team members have overlooked something, the most important thing is how you handle that and get that resolved with your customer. And did you meet their expectations? um, And are they happy with the solution that you provided them? So those are the most key important things to me. Now, don't misunderstand in that the products aren't important. We have a, a, ton of vendors that we can go through. Some of them have quality products and some of them don't. So there is a a part of needing to be educated on which suppliers that you need to use, which suppliers support you. Um, You know, I'm not sick. It's just like the rock wall. I can't be successful without my office team. I can't be successful without good suppliers. So we do have to choose those carefully too and be wise about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to go down the path of what you do when somebody makes a mistake. Um, I've been in the service industry for a very long time, and I have I have the same mentality as you, which is you got to get in front of it, right? You don't run yes. from it or, or put it's your head down. Or avoid it. So yeah. in the yeah, absolutely. So in the case where there is a hiccup in the system, how do you, how do you handle that? Well, first, I my team member if I'm not the one who directly came in contact with that situation, uh, we get all of the information from the customer. Of course, you want to listen to them. I mean, your standard, let them express their problem. We look into the order, you know, was it in fact our error or was it something that the customer accidentally put? Um, Both scenarios, I'll tell you how I handle them. The customer makes the error. It's going to happen sometimes. Um, if it's been a long-standing customer with us, I get that that happens and I have been known to replace that item for them. Um, now we're not talking a 500 piece order, um, but you know, if it's the customer error, but if the customers order some shirts or, you know, they've made a mistake, um, we have been known to help that customer out on a future order. If it's our mistake, Oh, of course, we are going to do everything we can to replace that order for the customer. And it it doesn't matter if it was 50 shirts, and that has happened before. It doesn't matter if it was 100 t-shirts that were misprinted. Um, if it was our mistake, we are going to stand behind our product and we're going to replace that for the customer because that's not the easy thing to do. And I think that's where a lot of people in business make a mistake. They start getting into what's easiest for them and what's best for them. And as soon as you do that, you are not looking out for your customers. So one of my things that we are around the office, we don't always do what's easy for us. Um, Whether it's a process or an error, we do what's best for our customer. So that's why we, you know, I do believe that's why we've grown so much by referrals. And, uh, you know, I've survived the pandemic and we're still surviving it. And, uh, you know, 18 years later, we are, you know, we're still here and we're still making an, an impact. So, and just so our listeners understand, I mean, you, you were in a, you're in a service industry that really was not even, no one even was thinking about you guys whenever 
COVID happened, right? No, who, what business is going to buy promotional products during COVID, right? When they have to pay for employees and everything else. So for y'all to thrive and go through that, that, that just is a testament to how you do business. Because again, loyalty is huge, at least to me. So there, there are certain people that I go to for certain things, right? The same barber, different things, just because we have a relationship and because they do what's best by me, you know, whether it's discounts or things like that, but I just know that they're going to take care of me. Uh, there's a funny thing that I've always heard is like, you always want to make sure um, in life, you have a good mechanic, you have a good um, uh, CPA, and there was a good, uh, there's one more, not financial advisor, sadly, I could totally. Oh, I was going to say financial advisor. And mm. a business coach. Look at that. Boom. No, but seriously, like if you have people around you like yourself that um, do good by people, you're going to continue to get their business. And I just think so many companies miss out on that. And I'm so glad we're talking about customer service today, because I think that's something that is overlooked tremendously. I do too. And I think that when I started this business, I mean, that was one of the main reasons that I wanted to start it. I felt like I had worked for other companies and, you know, they were larger corporations and not that I have anything against larger corporations. I just felt like the particular company that I was working for wasn't looking out for the customer and everything was about the bottom line. Not that that's not important, but again, you fall into that trap of looking at your numbers and doing what's best for you. And you forget about what is good for the customer and what is going to give them that great experience. I mean, I understood what the word loyalty means when you get people who are loyal to you, you know, they are going to stand by you too in the tough times and they're going to come to you. And during this pandemic, that did happen. Some when they had a small budget for something or a mask or, you know, whatever they needed, they they came to us because they wanted to give us some type of business. They knew we were struggling. It wasn't a secret. So, yeah, loyalty goes a long way with your suppliers, with your team and with your customers. So when you decided to step away um, from the work that you were doing before to open this business, what made you decide to move to an online store or e-commerce? What drove you to that decision? Boy, that really, it just kind of happened itself. So I had started with this company uh, that was actually a nationwide company, but I just started working with one of their locations. I was actually working another job. So, you know, I did this in the evenings and on the weekends for a couple of years. And this company that I started working with, it just kind of took off by referrals. Someone, I was someone new and fresh that came in and who, I know I keep saying this, but cared about their customer experience. And they had not had that kind of treatment. They had not had someone listen to some of the things that they wanted, like for instance, you know, no minimums on embroidery. Um, if they had a large program in place, uh, you know, where you had inventory and, and, you know, this was a very large account that another company had, you know, they didn't allow them to exchange every now and then. I mean, there were so many little things that they did not allow them to do, but that really goes back to speaking to saying this company was doing what was best for them. They were not listening to their customer. So I came in and I started listening to them and I started providing the services that they wanted and that they deserved. Um, and so this was a large corporation and it just kind of drove me 
to the online because the company was so big and that's kind of, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to jump all in and, you know, just learn everything. And so that's what happened. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty fascinating. And I'm just, it, it's just so funny. It, it's, it, people try to make a quick buck. I feel like a lot of the times and they aren't really willing to take the time to actually grow a client base and to really, again, it takes time, right? If you have a client, it's not going to just immediately refer you, but I mean, some will obviously, but you know, if you, if you're doing right by the client continually day in, day out, they're going to continue to sing your praises. I, I just stand by that. And I, and I know for sure, Trisha does the same. She's the same way. And obviously Ginger, you're explaining your, the way that you are. So let, let's talk about promotional products just real quick, because I know that that's where your specialty is. I wanted to gear it around customer service. because I think that's so important, but this really can tie into customer service, promotional products. What, just tell me real quick, why do people need to spend money on promotional products? That's a, that's a softball, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the promotional products are, are very important. You need to find a way to elevate your branding, to elevate your exposure. There are so many cool products out there that we can offer. And that's one of my favorite things to do is when someone comes to me, I actually like it when they say, I don't really know what I want that. I love that. That's I'm like, Ooh, I got a challenge. Um, because finding those great promotional products that aren't going to end up in the trash that's not going to elevate your branding. Um, you want things that are budget friendly that, you know, people can use um, that are going to be helpful to them. You want things that are in front of them constantly. So the next time that they have a need or, you know, it's whether it's a bank or a financial company, they're going to think of you and they're going to remember that you provided them with that with that product. Promotional products are an amazing way to keep your name out there and to give that little kind of warm fuzzy to people. And people like that warm fuzzy. Um, it's an emotional thing. You want that promotional product to have some kind of an emotional impact on the people that you're trying to reach and the people that you're trying to gain the loyalty from. So, so do you, do you find that you and your team are having to help these business owners or people who are buying promotional products, trying to help them find the value behind it? Because so many people are looking for something on the cheap and those are the things that go into the garbage, right? So do you have a lot of those value conversations with your clients? Yes, I do. Because that is the, the, my, my biggest thing I will go to trade shows um, and I will see the things that people are spending their money on to give away. And I'm thinking you just wasted hundreds and thousands of dollars because while this was a budget friendly product, it really serves no purpose and I am not going to use it. And it ends up in your little bag. And then that little bag ends up in the trash at some point, or you never take it out. Um, so yes, that is a conversation I will have them. We like, okay, what is your budget? Um, and if I can't find anything quality in their budget, I will still quote items in that budget because I understand that budgets are important. My goal is to find something that will be great for them to use in that budget. Sometimes I have to go outside of that budget and I usually always will. I will always, I will always quote things just a little bit better so that I can have that conversation with them. I leave that decision up to them. I don't ever want it to be a pressure or that I'm trying to shove something down their throat. 
um, you know, sound like a salesperson, but really just educating them about this product and what it's going to do for them and where it's going to end up. You know, it's either going to end up on someone's desk and they're going to use it or it's going to end up in the trash. So, and then they can make the decision. Well, Ginger, it's crazy how time flies. I just looked down like, oh my goodness. So let me, let me ask this. And this is actually going to be a question for all three of us. I get to ask my own question. Um, so Trisha, I'm going to start with you. What is the most interesting um, promotional product that you've ever received from a vendor, from any, any business or anything? What is it, it could be useful. It could have been a cool item, whatever it is. Okay. So while Ginger was talking about promotional products, I was thinking of this one thing um, that I've been carrying around with me for a few years now. And it is a widget, right? A widget, a fidget, a fidget, one of those oh, little fidget, fidget things. Fidget yes. <laughs> and it has their logo on it. And I have it with me all the time. And I didn't even like those little fidget spinner things, right? <laughs> but I got this one and I thought it was so cool. And I, I have it with me all the time. I love it. This is going to, and you're, I'm going to ask you next, Ginger. Uh, mine's going to be so lame just because the only reason why I'm saying this is because I use it so much. So actually I got a, um, a serving slash cutting board from a insurance company, uh, a vendor that we use. And it was like a, it's like give thanks. And it had like little cool utensils and stuff anyway. So I serve, you know, all of my treats and stuff on it whenever a client comes in and I use it all the time. So like totally random. Um, but Ginger, how about you? What is the nice. promotional products, but I'm sure Boy, that's really hard because I, I will tell you, unfortunately of the trade shows I've went to and the gifts that they have handed out, I, I have not kept any of those, but I mean, that's sad. Um, I hate to say that, but it's really sad, but I will tell you, I have some cool things that we have done for clients. Um, and so I'll be like, oh, that's really cool. Um, I really like that. So I just order a few extra so that I can, you know, I give, can have give me one. one. Give me one example. What, what is one um, thing you ordered extra? Oh gosh. Uh, one of the ones that I have, it was like a little like pen stylus that I could kind of clip on to my like keychain because think about it you're always going somewhere and like if I'm getting my nails done or whatever I would always use that little stylus and bring it out and then I have to mention the other one was a, it was like yours it was a cutting board so it had like different slots in there for like meat and vegetables and um and then a little salad chopper that went with it to make chopped salad and I I've used those gosh I've had those for like five years so I love I it them all the time yeah so idea, probably a little costly. If I was, I think the coolest thing that I could ever get is probably like one of those little tiles you put with your keys. So you never lose your key or wallet again. Yes. Um, that would be a cool promotional product. That would be <laughs> awesome. Okay. So anyway, we got to, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, Trisha, I know that, I know that wasn't really that good of a random question, but I was just so curious. I had to ask it, um, but ask your lovely two questions. Okay. So on a serious note, Ginger, if you don't mind divulging, what generation are you with? And we didn't, you know, I'm going to circle back. So hold, hold your thought while, while I, while I vet this out, Colton, we didn't bridge the gap anywhere in this show. Yeah, did we, we didn't, but it's, I mean, promotional pro I mean, but I think we talked about customer service and that's something that everybody can relate to. It's not necessarily a bridging need just because everyone should be able to treat clients as the, as they want to be treated. Um, yeah. I mean, that's so as Ginger answers this question about her generation, I want everyone to remember that her store is online, 
right? And I think that alone bridges a big generational gap, right? Um, all right, so Ginger, back to you. What generation do you belong to? Oh gosh, that's a great question. You know, um, I'm 55, so I don't know. You tell me. I I always forget what I I'm still trying to. Well, remember the names of all the generations. You may you may be a Gen Z or a Gen Xer, but you look like a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ginger, do you find that you um, identify with a particular a particular generation because of your online store? Um, you know, I feel like I'm very versatile. I think it's just about adapting. There's so many different personalities and ways of thinking out there. You have to just be very open-minded and flexible. And I have just learned over the years to adjust and adapt um, to the different people and what they're needing and what their generation is and what their mindset is and what their thinking is. So I don't think that there's a particular person that I relate very well with it's really about just being adaptable to all of them and mm-hmm. learning so what a perfect answer i know you strive for perfection we've mm-hmm. had so much fun with you today what are mm-hmm. just what a neat business um for you to take it from the ground the ground floor up and congratulations to you for having Thank a very you. successful business Yeah, I I definitely love it. Do what you love. So, of course. And so what I want to do at this point, I want you to be able to give um, your contact information. Uh, And remember, we are audio only here on our podcast So make sure that you spell out your name or company name. So let us know your name, the company you're with, and then, you know, a phone, email where people can contact you and and your website as well. Yes. Okay. My name is Ginger. It's like the gingerbread man, Uh, Martin. M as in Mary, A, R, T as in Tango, I as in Igloo, N as in Nancy. My website is one, and that is spelled out, O-N-E, stop like the stop sign, S-T-O-P, apparel, A-P-P-A-R-E-L dot net. Make sure you do the dot net. And then my email would be ginger at onestopapparel.net. Or you may also email my assistant, who is kind of my Jane of all trades, I call her, Erica at onestopapparel.net. E-R-I-C-K-A? Yes, I'm sorry. Thank you, Colton. No problem. E-R-I-C-A, yes. Awesome. And Trisha, why don't you go ahead and take us out? I know you always love I will. I would love to do that. Ginger, again, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. We had a great time and congratulations on your amazing business. Uh, and I hope that our listeners will go check out your website, even just to read the story about the, co- the cobblestone wall, which I think is very special. Love. Thank you so, so this- much. Absolutely. So this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.